I know a number of you were not here with us or online last week, but here we started and we began to talk about excelling in grace. Grace and excelling. We looked last time at 2 Corinthians chapter 8, and Paul, speaking God's word, told us exactly that, what to excel in by giving and how to excel in grace by giving. The grace we receive and the grace we share. The grace of giving, to excel in it. Today, we move on to chapter 9, and there's another kind of grace that gets expressed. And that's the grace, St. Paul tells us, by God's leading, the grace of serving. Serving, like Corinne talked with the kids about a few moments ago. But you know, as she indicated, sometimes serving doesn't sound like something we really want to do. I mean, there's a part of us, an old part of us Christians, that gets drawn to wanting to serve ourselves. You know, what we can do for ourselves, make us happy, get what we need or want, and on and on. And so there is a sense that to be a servant and to serve is not the most appealing thing in the world. I remember some of my jobs. The first job was delivering newspapers. Got to be where 100 newspapers were delivered by me each and every day. And quite frankly, didn't always have a smile on my face. And I wasn't always happy to serve. Nor was I when I got a little bit older and took on my first real job, so to speak. I got to wash dishes for a catering company eight hours a day. That wasn't the most appealing thing and not the kind of thing that was a lifetime of experience or a lifetime of work. Not really a career job. That's not what we look for, at least in part, by serving. Maybe that all comes down, even if you know Greek or not, to the word serve and service in the New Testament. You know what the same word a synonym is for that? It's to be a slave or to slave for somebody. And being a slave is nothing we really want to be a part of. And to remember how people were in this country and in other countries as slaves of others is a terrible memory. It's not something we take pride in. It's nothing we would want to be a slave. No doubt about it. Slavery was something sad, disappointing, tragic, and downright wrong. Not only here, but elsewhere in the world. Elsewhere it's still practiced, where people aren't considered real or only a fraction of a real human being. Nobody wants willingly to be a slave except Jesus. Except Jesus, who counted himself as a slave, who came as a slave, and who worked as a servant among us people. Paul, St. Paul, quoted a wonderful, beautiful hymn when he wrote in Philippians 2, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset 
as Christ Jesus. Here's the hymn. Who by being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. A servant, but a slave in life, and ultimately in death. That's why when we speak about Jesus, we talk about him not only as a king and savior and many other names, but we refer to him as a servant king because those two things go together and his kingship has been defined, even redefined by his servant, by his serving. And so you and I, as disciples. And you know, one in faith, as we believe in Jesus, we're called by him to be like him. He said it to those early followers in plain language. He said, the rulers of the Gentiles rule it over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. Whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And that's why Paul could echo this truth of Jesus when he wrote to the Galatians and encouraged them to serve one another as those people who follow Jesus. A lower position in life, but one that Jesus has exalted by his very being, by his very work, exalted it so that we can be like him. It's a way of life that moves from drudgery or something we don't want to faith in Christ to be a wonderful privilege thing. You know, and there is that side even in our, in our culture today. We have all kinds of jobs, all kinds of things that employ people. And there's this big segment of the working force that is called the service industry. It's huge, and it's necessary, and people even smile as they participate in this part of our work in the world. I've seen numbers that vary from hundreds of thousands of industries, even into the millions of industries. And I've read, and and you can as well, 67% of our America's GDP is bound up in service and its industries. Almost nine and a half million people involved in this way to the tune of 15 and a half trillion dollars. You see, what seems to be not so good and even drudgery, even among us in our culture, has been transformed and even more so for us as God's people in Christ. Volunteers, that term comes to mind as well. And there's a lot of volunteers, 64 and a half million help make our economy tick. Imagine it without volunteers. Imagine it without people serving, not because they're getting paid, but because they love it, because they understand it's a positive contribution to how we live together. Because they value focusing on others 
rather than focusing always on themselves. Peter picked up on that when he spoke to Christians in particular, and he said each one of us should use whatever gift he's received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various form. You see, serving and grace, how they go together. It's no surprise. It's no surprise at all to us who follow Jesus that we can't get on good side, God's good side by serving. There's nothing we can do. Even if we do a lot, even if we do great things, it's not going to put us on God's good side and get us in a good relationship with him. We sometimes, as we read, as we heard read from Ephesians chapter 2, that it's nothing we can do, but then we stop there, which, by the way, is verse 9, where we stop. But you heard also verse 10 this morning, because that paints the whole picture. We are God's workmanship, verse 10 says, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God's grace, freely given. But the purpose, the purpose is so that we serve, so that we work for him in the world today. And those are the realms in which we work, the the realm of the world. You know, sometimes when we in Christian settings, we talk about serving, we tend to focus right here where we are, and that's all. But the focus is bigger. The realm of our serving is the entire world. And it's, it's possible these days because the world has shrunk with communication, with travel, with awareness, in all sorts of kinds of ways. And as God's people in Christ receiving that grace, we get a chance. We get the privilege of being like Christ and serving all the way to the ends of the earth. I've heard it said often, and even often around here, that in Christ we are his hands and we are his feet. We are. We have that privilege of being at work in him. But not only the world at large, but even right where we are, where we live day by day, where we function day by day. Whatever gift we've received, Peter says, to use it and to use it right where we are. Churches have cultures, you know. Some churches are known for their spaghetti dinners. And it becomes not only them who understands it, but the community who understands it. Or the kinds of rummage sales. People point and say, that's what they are all about. Well, at St. Michael, we have a culture as well. It is, and we want it more and more to be, a culture of giving and of serving. If we want to be known among ourselves and if we want to be known beyond ourselves, what greater thing could there be than this culture to be reflected among us and even beyond us? Whether it's from the flower beds to the sanctuaries, the sanctuary, to be able to volunteer, but even better than that understanding of that word, to serve, to serve God and to serve each other. We've seen a slide, and you're seeing it again now, of some present ways that we at St. Michael can serve. A lot of opportunities here, a lot of them. And you're going to learn about more as time goes on. 
And our director of belonging, that new position with Celine, is going to help us connect. It's going to help us serve each and every one. Can you imagine if more and more that culture takes hold and we live in God and Christ and begin to do this and continue in it and grow in it? There's two perspectives to all of this in our service. And they're both helpful. They're both important to remember. Two realms, but also two perspectives. First of all, it's serving as the body of Christ. Now, it's an undisputable fact that Jesus was here, that he lived in the world, that he functioned in the world, that he helped other people, that he taught, he healed, he counseled, he directed, that he lived and died for people. And God raised him from the dead to show that he served us in the best way by making us right with him. But today, Jesus is not with us. Not physically, not literally, not in person. But he is present. And he is present literally. Looked at this way, the New Testament calls us the very body of Christ. And if people want to see Jesus, where are they going to look today? They can't see him, but they can see his body in you and in me and of all of us together. That's a perspective on serving. When we work, Jesus works. When we serve, Jesus serves. But there is another important perspective. And I read about that a moment ago in today's gospel. Jesus paints that picture of the final judgment. And you know, as he separates believers and unbelievers, and he says to those who followed him, you fed me, you clothed me, you visited me, and all the rest. And, and the believers are going to answer, Jesus said, what? Didn't know we did that to you. But that's exactly what Jesus said we do. And those who didn't, Jesus said, you didn't do it to me. That's the kind of serving that is not only the body of Christ here serving, but it is Jesus whom we serve when we are his servants. And some Christians get a little excited and, and nervous about, did I do enough? Did I help enough? Did I, I do, did I did everything I should have done? Well, remember this picture that Jesus first knows. He will know who's his follower because he can see that grace in one's heart, how it's been received. What he judges before all will be the evidence of the grace that lives within that's the grace by which he first separates his own. And he doesn't change anybody's status as he points to the outward actions that result from grace. And he commends, he will commend such faithful serving. And you know, with that in mind, don't we want to go at it full bore? I mean, the things we don't like, the things we have to do, we do. Sometimes with a smile, but many times without a smile. Sometimes even grudgingly. But the things that matter, the things that we get to be associated with, the things where we link into the body of Christ, Christ himself and are working and working and seeing Christ in others, that's something we want to excel in with all our heart. That's why Paul wrote to the Colossian Christians, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not 
for men. That's a perspective that faith gives as a result of grace. And we can put that into practice. And speaking to you who make St. Michael home and call this place your place of worship and help, we are triggering your response to God's grace in serving. We've sent you a letter not too long ago with this little card. The letter says, hey, think about this, practice it on how you can use the grace of God and excel in it by giving. Next week, we're going to encourage you to bring this card with you with a faith promise that you make on your own, willingly and gladly. And relative to today, the backside, as you've thought about it, I trust and pray, or will before next week, to begin to look for it and put down ways that with a faith promise you can serve. We'll bring those before the Lord with an act of worship and give them as some kind of evidence of the grace at work within us. You know, so often the one who stands here ends the service by saying some words that are very important in this regard. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. And as I say those words again, maybe you remember the response. If you do, say it. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.